Wonderful. Okay, let me teach you one more word. Say undaba. Undaba. Okay, okay. Wonderful. Clap your hands to the Lord. Amen. All right. Um, I want you to smile. Really smile big. Smile big. Okay. Smile big and wave to everyone in the house. Yes. Yes. Wave in style. In style. Don't do this. 
No, don't, don't do this. Do this. Yeah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Are you happy to be in the house of the Lord? Okay, now turn around and do it again. Give a smile and wave in style. Wave in style. Wave in style. Praise the Lord. Amen. Glorious, glorious. Underbar. Underbar. All right. Let's take our seats in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Okay, while you're seated, raise your right hand. And repeat after me. We are about the Great Commission. We are about the Great Commission. Manifesting Christ in our everyday life. Preaching love and grace to the hurting world. Amen. Praise the Lord. Glorious, glorious. All right, you're welcome here today. And yes, uh, I'm really happy to see you. How many of you uh, brought uh, a friend, a neighbor? You, you came with somebody. Okay, please do it next Sunday. You don't come alone, bring someone with you on Sunday. Amen. I realize the people that come for the second service bring a lot of people. So I want the... Sorry? People you bring. They come in the second service. Uh, no, no, no. First service people. <laughs> I need to see your people in the first service. <laughs> they don't come in the second service. The people who come in the second service bring people. So, so in the first service, we will also do it. Oh, yeah. We will do it. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise us. I encourage you to do that. I want to thank you so much for your giving. Uh, thank you so much for your giving. May God bless you. May God increase you. You are the most giving people in the whole world. Most generous people in the whole world. I'm telling you the truth. You are. You are. So thank you so much for being obedient. Giving to support the work of God. And things are happening because of your obedience. Amen. And you see what is happening there. Yes. Um, great things are happening. Amen. And, uh, and, uh, and, and, and God is working. So I want to thank you so much for that. Appreciate you. I appreciate you for being obedient to the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. So I'm going to talk to you about generosity. Yes, generosity. Why Okay, we are talking about generosity. That, that is what we are talking about today. So I'm going to ask you to get your Bibles out and your notebooks so that you write things that will turn your life around. Write these things down because they're going to turn your life around. Let's begin with First Peter chapter 4. Verse 9 and verse 10. First Peter chapter 4. Verse 9 and verse 10. When you get there you shout amen. Praise the Lord. So the Bible says use hospitality. In other words be generous. Okay. He says use hospitality one to another without grudging. And it says in verse 10, as every man has received the gift, even so minister the same. Wow. Wow. As every man has received the gift, even so minister the same one to another. Minister the same. Don't be stingy. Don't keep it for yourself. Minister to one another as, go, as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. This is powerful. This is, this is powerful. Can we, can we read it again? Can we? Okay, one, two, three. Let's read, read again. Use hospitality one to another without grudging. In other words, be generous to others 
Verse 10 says, And every man, sorry, as every man has received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good what? Stewards. Stewards, good stewards of the manfold grace of God. Praise God. So there are two. Th First of all, let's look at two things that are that are very key that we, we get from these two verses. Please write these two things down. Write them down in your book and meditate on these things after here. You know, say I shall meditate on these things after here. So the, the number one, be happy. To give. Be happy to give. The Bible says, has said, use hospitality one to another without grudging. Okay? So be happy to give. Be happy to give. Giving is an opportunity. Be excited to give. In fact, in the giving session, people should be dancing and celebrating. Okay? Be happy to give. Be excited to give. You see, I want you to learn one thing. Begin to look for opportunities to give. When you sit in a restaurant and you have some extra, pay for others. Get one, two people, pay for them. If you don't have so much, no, 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 I change that. You don't need to have so much to give. If you are not able, somehow, to foot the whole bill, go to someone you don't know. And let's change the culture. I say, you know what? I'm adding this to your bill today. Leave it there. That, that is how we take the blessing everywhere we go. Be excited to give. You know, some people go out, you know, and, and after eating, uh, they pretend they have to go to the toilet because they think by, by the time I come back, <laughs> Someone would have paid already. No, 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 no. Make sure you fight for it. You know, fight for it. I, I, I have a man of God. I go out with him. Fact is, Apostle Grace Vega. Every time we go out, since we, we met, since, since, since we met, every time we go out, we fight. We fight over bills. You understand? Because I don't want him to pay. He doesn't want me to pay. We, we, we fight for that. Well, you, you understand? Because if I pay for him, I take the blessing. If he pays for me, he takes the blessing. That's why we fight. I want him to eat and I pay. And he wants me to eat and he pays. You understand? It's a revelation. Be happy to give. Now, now if you take this, it will be enough for you this week and for the rest of your life. Be excited to give. Don't go to the bathroom in the, in the time of giving. You understand? So be excited in the giving session. Be happy to give. Okay? Number one is not yet finished. Oh, add this to number one. Everyone say, be happy to give. And stay happy after giving. Be happy to give. Stay happy after giving. And, and, and this is very serious. This is very serious. Be excited, excited to give. And after giving, stay happy because you gave. Don't complain. You see, sometimes... 
After giving, people complain. Oh, we have given and given. No, 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 no. No. Be happy to give and stay excited because you gave. Don't complain. And when you hear anyone complaining about giving, stay away, walk away from that person. Okay? After giving, because giving is a blessing. Giving is a blessing. So don't be only a receiver, be a giver. Stay happy after giving. Be, be excited that you gave. Celebrate because you had an opportunity to give. Okay? Now, sometimes we also complain secretly in our hearts. And that's dangerous. It closes the doors to the blessing of giving. The blessing of giving is receiving. Okay? So, so, so after you give, sometimes, let me give you an example. You, you, you host people in your house and you feed them. They eat, they're excited. And you're happy because they are eating. You cook for them. You know, they, they, they empty the fridge. They empty the kitchen. They eat. And you understand the joy of eating together. You're excited. And this has happened to every one of you. When they walk out and they say bye-bye and you alone, that is when you go back to look in your fridge. I say, oh my God. I wish I was careful. Everything is gone. Oh, oh, you go out and you buy. You pay. And then after, when you go back home, is when you look at the receipt. You look at your account. Like, oh my God. What did I do? I wish I was careful. I have nothing now. You see, you're complaining. Secretly, they don't know. It is in your heart. That closes doors on the blessing. Be happy to give. And after giving, stay happy. Don't entertain thoughts that will bring that attitude of complaining and regretting why. Oh, why did, why, why did I promise? Oh my God. Don't entertain that. Be happy to give. Stay happy after giving. Clap your hands to the Lord. Now, number two. Number two. You are a steward. You are a steward. You are a steward of things granted to you by unmerited favor. He says in verse 10, as every man has received the gift, okay, even so, minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manfold grace of God. You are a, stew, a steward of things granted to you by unmerited favor. Everything you have is by grace. Everything you have is by grace. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You wake up in the morning. You go and work. Eight hours. Yeah, you work hard. You work hard. You work hard. It's good to work hard. We work hard. I work hard. I'm a hard worker. I don't like lazy people. There's no lazy people in this church. We work hard. We wake up, we go and work. We don't sleep extra. No, we, 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 we are hard workers. We work hard. We work hard. 
are serious. When it comes to work, we are serious. But it is not because we work hard that we are blessed. Everything we have is by grace. That is why the Bible says, remember the Lord your God who gives you power to make wealth. Remember God who gives you power to make wealth. So whatever we have earned, through work is by grace. The money we have is by grace. The things we possess is by grace. The homes we have is by grace. Whatever we have has been granted to us by grace. I have so much money on my account because of my education. No, you're lying. There are a lot of people who graduated. In fact, there are people who are more educated than you. But they have no jobs. They have, they have no work. But they are more educated than you. You, you have a lot of colleagues you went with to school. They have no work. They are jobless. So what you have is by grace. The work you have is by grace. All that is granted to you by grace. Unmerited favor. You did not deserve to have it. But you have it. It is by the grace of God. So he says... As every man has received a gift, even so minister the same one to another as good steward of the man forward. Grace of God. So many, this grace has so many sides. Okay? So this grace has been given to you. And so you have what you have because of this grace. So he says. Treat others the same way. Like God has treated you. Amen. God has given you by grace. Treat others the same way. Don't be stingy. Give. That's why I always tell you. When you go for shopping and you buy 10 kilos of rice for your home, please buy one extra for your neighbor. Buy one extra for someone who doesn't have. Be generous. Because you have to, to treat others the way God has treated you. Give like God has given. Freely you have received. Freely give. Don't make others pay for what you give. Praise the Lord. Be generous. Everything you have is by grace. Now, when you open your heart, when you open your heart and your hand, and begin to trust God. But the reason why we don't give is because we don't trust God. But when you open your heart, and when you open your hand, and begin to trust God, you will find out that God is not here to take everything from you and leave you empty. No, 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 no. no. God is only here to take things from you and leave you empty. When do you realize that? Is when you begin to give. When do you realize that God is not in your life to take from you? Is when you begin to give. That's when you realize God is not here to take things from you. Before you begin giving, you will, you will not realize it. But when you begin giving, when you, when you become generous, that is when you realize that God is not in my life to take things from me and leave me empty. You will realize he's a multiplier. 
He multiplies you. He doesn't take from you and leave you empty. No. He multiplies. He's a multiplier. God did not come in your life to take from you. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 9. 2 Corinthians 9 verse 10 and verse 11. Praise the Lord. When you get there, shout Amen. Amen. Now he that ministers seed to the sower, both minister bread for your food and multiply your seed sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. Verse 11. Being enriched in everything to all, to all bountifulness which causes through us thanksgiving to God. Wow. These, these are powerful verses here. When you begin giving, you realize God is not here to take things from you and leave you empty. When you start giving, you will realize that he's a multiplier. Now the verse has said, he ministers seed to the sower. First of all, you got to be a sower. You have to become a giver for God to give you seed. No, I don't have what to give. Yeah, because you are not a sower. <laughs> the verse has said that he gives seed to the sower. A giver will always have something to give. A stingy person will always have nothing to give. But when you lack what to give, you all, that means you also lack food. Does it make sense? If a giver will always have seed to sow. A stingy person who doesn't give will always have nothing to give but also will have no food. Why? Because he says now he, that he ministers seed to the sower both minister bread for your food. Yeah. So he does not come to take from you. He gives you seed and he also gives you food. So everything you, you get, all the money you get, everything you get, I want you to know one thing. There is your food and there is seed. But what others do, they consume everything. They eat everything. You understand? So, whatever you get, the salary, the money, everything, the, the, everything you get, you have to know this. There is food for you and seed. So, how do you know what food is and what seed is? Okay? Can I teach you what I do? Pray. Before you spend, pray. Father, thank you for the abundance. Thank you for what you have given me. Holy Spirit, open my eyes to see what seed is and what food is. Show me what to sow. Show me what to eat. Why? Because everything comes from him. He gives you food. He gives you seed. So depend on him to sow and depend on him to eat. So ask the Holy Spirit and say, show me what seed is. Show me what seed is in what you've given me. When you open your heart, he will show you. And learn to be obedient. Get that seed and give. But there is also tithe. Tithe, you don't ask him. 10% is known. You don't ask. 
10% out of it. Don't eat 10%. Don't eat the tithe. Before you even ask him, show me seed. Take tithe out. Don't keep God's money in your money. Don't keep that money in your money. So take tithe out. Give it. Now ask and say, show me food and seed. He will show you seed. Sow it. But come back to food. Because it's food, it doesn't mean eat everything. <laughs> okay? There is tithe, give it away. Take it to the church. Give it. So that there is food in the house of God. Seed. Take that seed. Sow it. Whether building, whether soha, offerings. Yeah. Sow. Now you have your food. Look at that food. Depend on God. Pray. And he said, Holy Spirit, lead me. How much to eat? Because it's food doesn't mean eat everything. You have to save. You have to save. You get saving from your food. Okay? Save. Don't eat everything. Keep something. Have your savings account. Save there. Save food. Saving for tomorrow. For the future. Okay? Don't eat everything. Don't consume everything. Don't go and buy clothes and buy shoes and eat and no. eat. But save. Praise the Lord. Now, he that ministers seed to the sower, both minister bread for your food. And listen what he says. And multiply your seed sown. Okay? When you sow your seed in the house of God, he will multiply it. He will multiply and increase the house of God. So the house of God will increase because of your seeds. The kingdom of God will increase because of your seeds. God has a power to multiply five loaves of bread and two fish if you put Put them in the hands of God. So that seed, once you put it in the hands of God, He will come and multiply it. Five loaves of bread and two fish, He will use it to serve nations. Don't underestimate your tithe and your offerings. God will use them to turn around the nations. Don't underestimate your seed. He says here, I will multiply your seed sown. But remember, he says, I will multiply seed that you have sown. Not the seed you talk about. I will give, I will give, I will give. He will never multiply that. He multiplies what you put in his hands. Now, after multiplying the seed sown, he will come back to you. And this is what he's going to do. Because you remember, he does not take everything away from you and leave you empty. When you sow, he says, I will multiply the seed you have sown. But then I will come again back to you and increase the fruits of your righteousness. He says, I will multiply your seed sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. Verse 11 says, being enriched in everything in all bountifulness, which causes through us thanks, thanksgiving to God. He's going to come back and enrich you. Your food will be multiplied. <laughs> Your food will be multiplied. He multiplies the seed sown and then he comes back to your house and he gets your food that you stayed with and multiplies it. You can't lack. 
if you become generous, you can't lack. Now listen to this. You remember God says to Abraham that through you, I will bless nations. How do you expect a man the blessing of all the nations go through to stay empty? He says, through you, everyone will be blessed. Which means, you, you are not blessed. I am going to make you a blessing. Because everyone else will receive this blessing from you. Generosity makes you a blessing. And then he says, through your seed, I will multiply. I will bless the families of the earth through your seed. So he comes back to you and multiplies your food. That's why your house should not lack things to eat. Your house should not lack money. Your house should not lack ideas. You see, when God blesses you, we are not only talking about, we are not only talking about money. We are talking about finances, ideas, creativity, food to eat, joy, happiness, good health. You know, there are people who have money but they are sick. That's not the blessing of God. They are families, husband and wife. You see them driving a nice, beautiful, expensive car. But they don't talk to each other. I normally see them in traffic when I'm driving. The, 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 the wife is looking that way. Brand new Mercedes Benz, but And, and the man is the, a brand new Mercedes, brand new Range Rover. Range Rover but that's not the blessing of God. There are people that God has blessed. But they are cheating on one another. Yeah, the wife is unhappy. The husband is unhappy. They have a big house. One is living upstairs. Another one in the go down. There. <laughs> you understand? No, that's, this is not what God is talking about. When he talks about increasing you, every area of your life will be increased. Joy shall be increased. Peace shall be increased. Money will, not, will be increased. Food in your house will be increased. In Jesus' name. That is the blessing of God that causes us to thank him. Now briefly, I want to show you something. And then I will close. You see, when you read scripture, the Bible is full of stories of men and women whom God blessed and prospered. He blessed them. He prospered them. Are you learning? Praise God. He blessed them. He prospered them. They, but they all have two things in common. You study all these men that God has blessed in the scripture. Even in our day to day. When you study these men and look at them really carefully, you, you're going you're gonna to realize that they have two things in common. Two things in common. And if we get those things, you're going to even be... I mean, we are a new, a new creation. We, we have to be better than, 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 than David. Solomon wasn't a new creation. So we have to be better than him. Okay? But we need to get his attitude and bring it in our new nature. Bring his attitude as a new creation. You will see the manifestation of the blessing of God increasing every day in your life. So two things I want to show you that all these men had. Two things. They all had the attitude of a steward. 
Bonabari nang and was a ye of Wanika. Castronico close unto your Nabiang and Zen before Gabiang, Yang and Zen Zen Zen. The moment you start thinking everything oh, is yours, you are gone, you are finished. Olimuanika, you are just a steward. Through you, I'm going to bless. You are the custodian of the blessing. You understand? He says, through you, I will bless. You are just the custodian of the blessing. You are a steward. The money you have is not yours. You just take care of that money. Take care of that money. You were you were you were steward. You were steward. You were steward. Steward it well. Spend that money well. Saint is Handle the money with care. Be wise with money. And let money serve its purpose. Praise God. You were steward. So all these men, they had a, uh, an attitude of stewards. They thought as and they thought as stewards. Number two. Number two. They all recognized God as their source. They all recognized God as their source. God is your source. God is your source. It is not your own power. God is the source. So two, two things. Think as a steward and steward well and recognize God always. Recognize him as the source. God is the source. God is the source. Now quickly, David is a good example of a steward. The Pastor Carol mentioned this in, in when we were giving. He wanted to build the Lord's temple. But God stopped him. God couldn't allow him to do it. God wanted David's son Solomon to build the temple. But when God stopped David from building the temple, and David realized it's going to be the, gen the next generation to build the temple, not me to build it. David obeyed God. But instead, he started setting aside the money and all the material for Solomon to use in order to build the temple. Now, this was his way of contribution contributing to the next generation. So, David, because he was a generous man, was a and he had this attitude of a steward. He says, no, I have to be part of that. Yes, I honor God and I obey him. He, he wants my son, he wants the next generation to build, to build the church, not me. But I have to be a good steward. I have to be part of the house of God. And I have to bless the next generation. Stewards Bless generations to come. They don't eat everything. No, they keep for ne next generation. Good stewards build the church like this. Because we know that we are the pathfinders. We are the people to start. When the next generation comes, they shouldn't be digging the soil. No. No. No, 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 no. They have to just walk in. They have to, they have to live in what we have built. So, my life now, I am preparing not only for this generation, but for the next generation. The man or the woman to take over from me must not, must not go through the things I have gone through. No. Then I will not be a good steward. Things have to be easier for them when they take from me. 
They have to believe my God by what I'm leaving behind. So this is what David did. Now what he said, what he did, he began to set aside. He began to give to the next generation. You know, some people, some people, some people, now you look at David, some, some people are still even, it's still difficult for them to give to their generation. You tell them, please let's build a house. Let's give, let's buy equipment. Hey, but pastor, hey, hey, hey. It's, it's difficult for them to give to their generation. But we are, we are looking at men who are fighting to give to the next generation. David said, God, I'm going to obey you. I will not touch it. But I'm going to save for Solomon. Woo! What a revelation. I will not touch the house. I will not build it. But I am going to do something to be part of it. So David set aside the equivalent of 36 billion in gold and 14, 14 billion dollars in silver. While Solomon was growing up, when God stopped him, Solomon, Solomon wasn't ready. He was still growing up. So David began to save. And he set aside 36 billion in gold and 14 billion in silver. While Solomon, his son, was growing up. Before he handed over the throne to Solomon, the Bible tells us that he made one last gift. And this is what he says in 1 Chronicles 29. Verse 3, 4, and 5. First Chronicles 29, verse 3, 4, and 5. He says, Moreover, because I have set my affection to the house of my God, I have, I have of mine own proper gold, proper gold, proper good, sorry, proper good of gold and silver, proper good of gold and silver, which I have given to the house of my God over and above all that I have prepared for the holy house. My God. He says over. Over. Everyone say over. Over. Verse 4 says even 3,000 talents of gold of the, go of the, of the, of, of, of the gold of, of offer and 7,000 talents of refined silver to overlay the walls of the house with all Verse 5 says, The gold for things of gold, and the silver for things of silver, and for all manner of work to be made by the hands of artificers. And who then is willing to consecrate his service this day unto the Lord? Now, in this giving, David gave 110 tons of gold. And 260 tons of silver. Not to, not, not to his generation, but to the next generation. He's a generous man. And he's blessed. I'm talking about one of the men that was blessed. We are looking at two things in his attitude. Okay, by today's price. That is six billion dollars in gold and silver. Billion. Six billion dollars. Billion dollar. In today's price. David set aside. 
Dawudi yaterek and gave nawayo 6 billion dollars in gold and silver billion mukage za za dola lero mu feza ne za over 300 million dollars in silver million bisatu za dola mu feza that is what david echo dawudi gave into the next generation that che, was to come che wayo mu jijogwali mu dilira that is what david gave echo dawudi che ya that is what david saw echo dawudi che ya siga in the next generation that was to come how much are you giving to your generation no, let's talk about your generation before we talk about the next generation how are you giving to your generation god bless me god bless me yes god has blessed you but you got to develop this attitude now this is a man that has discovered who he is in God. He's loved by God. He has been given by God and he's a steward. Glory to God. That is what David sold into the next generation. When David gave this huge gift So many other people were encouraged to give. Can you motivate those around you to give? All the leaders of the tribes caught the spirit of giving and began to give large sums of money. After they saw they caught the spirit of giving from David. They gave even more than David. Hallelujah. They gave even more than David. 190 tons of gold and 375 tons of silver. The Bible says all together they gave 17 billion dollars in gold and silver in one day. One day. People around David we are talking about the spirit of generosity now do you think the people who give 17 billion dollars in gold and silver step poor or you can't partner with God concerning generations and you step poor now first Chronicles 29 verse 10 11 and 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 12 say Wherefore David blessed the Lord the Lord before all the congregation and David said blessed be thou Lord God of Israel our father forever and ever listen to this thine 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 oh Lord is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all that is for all that is in the heaven and in the earth is thine thine is the kingdom o lord and thou art exalted as head above all both riches and honor come from thee you see olaba he is recognizing him as the source he says both riches where does your money come from Where does your marriage come from? Where the, 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 does your job come from? Your company. He says both riches and honor come from thee and thou reignest over all and in thine hand is power and might and in thine hand it is to make great. Woo, God makes us great. God makes us great. We don't make ourselves great. It is God who makes us great. And to give strength unto all. God gives you power to make wealth. So what motivated David and all his leaders to give? What motivated David and all his people to give 17 billion dollars in gold and silver in one day? Number one, David saw himself as a steward. Number two, he knew that all of his assets had been given to him by God. Think like a steward. Recognize God as the source of everything you have. You own nothing. 
You're just a steward. Praise God. Number three, David gave God the credit for being the source of all his riches. Now, these are secrets. Recognize God as the source. Behave like a steward. Okay? God is the source of everything. Let's, read, let's look at uh, verse 16. 1 Chronicles 29, verse 16 and 17. Oh Lord, oh Lord our God, all this store that we have prepared to build thee and a house for thine holy name cometh of thine hand and is all thine own. I know also, my God, that thou triest the heart and hast pleasure in uprightness, upright, uprightness. As for me, in the uprightness of my heart, I have willingly offered all these things, and now I have seen with joy thy people which are present here to offer willingly unto thee. Now he says, he says that all this store that we have prepared to build thee and a house for thine holy name comes of thine hand and all and is all thine own. In, in thine, thine, thine own. In, in other words, whatever we have given came from you. You gave us to give. God gives us to give. Okay? So David said that they gave what God first gave them. All they did was to give back to God. Now this is the, the, the attitude of a steward. So God, David says we have given what you have given us. Now ladies and gentlemen we are sowers. And whatever we sow, whatever we give, God has given us to give. Don't stop the cycle. He gives you to give. He gives you to give. He gives you to give. Don't break it. Don't break it. Take care of your family. Give to your family. Give to your children. Make sure, make sure your family is okay. There are even people who go out. Watch them. They will never last with riches. God blesses them. They go out and drink. They go out and uh, party. They go out and spend. When you come back to their home, there's no food. There's no proper food. Where's the purpose? Take care of your family. Take care of your family. Take care of your people. Take care of the kingdom of God. Take care of your neighbors. Let money serve its purpose. Be like David. Be a good steward. Be a good steward. Take a good care of money. Don't just spoil money. Handle it with care. Pay your tithe. Give your offerings. Give the house of the Lord. Take care of your house. You can't have money in the bank. No, serve the purpose in your house. Take care of your, your things. You understand what I'm talking about? Let Take money serve you. Don't serve money. You are a steward. Okay? How many things have we learned today? Be happy to give. Stay happy after giving. Behave like a steward. Recognize God as the source. Once you do those four, money will answer. Money will serve you. Number one. Uh-huh. Number two. Number three. Number four. Let's stand up on our feet. Raise your hands. 
I want us to pray a short prayer. Because I know God wants to increase us and bless us. But we have to make a decision to become sowers. Raise your hands. Commit yourself to God as a sower. And ask him to bless nations through you. Raise your hands. Pray right now. Say, Lord, I want to be a sower. I commit myself into your hands as a sower. I commit my life into your hands as a sower. I want to be a sower. Holy Spirit, help me. Grow me as a sower. Grow me as a sower. Grow me as a provider. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I want to provide. I want to sow. I want to be a blessing. I am not asking for the blessing. I ask you today, make me a blessing. Make me a blessing. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Nothing missing. Nothing missing. Nothing broken. Nothing missing. Nothing broken. God bless you.